Hi, it's Eric, and I'm here with a preview of our next book on Listen to Sleep Plus. I created Listen to Sleep Plus for all the folks who wanted a little something extra every week to help them fall asleep. It includes a second episode that comes out every Wednesday night, where I read around 30 minutes of a longer book, serially. Listen to Sleep Plus also includes a private feed of all the back catalog of episodes, and they've been edited and remastered with just the stories. So you can make playlists of the ones you love that can go on for as long as you like with no ads or introductions. I've heard from lots of folks that it's great if you like to leave the stories playing so that you can get back to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night. When you subscribe to Listen to Sleep Plus, you also get access to the last two books from Listen to Sleep Plus, which is the entirety of Peter Pan and Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. You can get more information about Listen to Sleep Plus on the website at listentosleep.com or just click the link in the show notes. It's included in the $5 a month tier on the Patreon. And Every subscription to the Patreon gets me one step closer to my goal of a thousand patrons, which would allow me to make Listen to Sleep my full-time endeavor. I really appreciate your support, but I also know that times are hard. And if you just can't afford it right now, let me know, and I will get you set up with a free subscription to Listen to Sleep Plus for as long as you need it. I don't ever want anything to keep you from getting the sleep you deserve. So without further ado, here is part one of The Children of Odin, the Book of Northern Myths. The Children of Odin, The Book of Northern Myths Far away and long ago. Once there was another sun and another moon. A different sun and a different moon from the ones we see now. Sul was the name of that sun and Mani was the name of that moon. But always, behind Sul and Mani, wolves went, a wolf behind each. The wolves caught up to them at last, and they devoured Sul and Mani. And then the world was in darkness and cold. In those times, the gods lived. Odin and Thor, Hodur and Baldur, Tyr and Heimdall, Vidar and Vali, as well as Loki, the doer of good and the doer of evil. And the beautiful goddesses were living then. Frigga, Freya, Nana, Iduna, and Sif. 
But in the days when the sun and moon were destroyed, the gods were destroyed too. All the gods except Baldur, who had died before that time. Vidar and Vali, the sons of Odin, and Modi and Magni, the sons of Thor. At that time, too, there were men and women in the world. But before the sun and moon were devoured, and before the gods were destroyed, terrible things happened in the world. Snow fell on the four corners of the earth and kept on falling for three seasons. Winds came and blew everything away, and the people of the world, who had lived on in spite of the snow and the cold and the winds, fought each other, brother killing brother, until all the people were destroyed. Also, there was another earth at that time, an earth green and beautiful. But the terrible winds that blew leveled down forests and hills and dwellings. Then fire came and burnt the earth. There was darkness, for the sun and the moon were devoured. The gods had met with their doom. And the time in which all these things happened was called Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods. Then a new sun and a new moon appeared and went traveling through the heavens. They were more lovely than Sul and Mani, and no wolves followed behind them in chase. The earth became green and beautiful again, and in a deep forest that the fire had not burnt, a woman and a man wakened up. They had been hidden there by Odin and left to sleep during Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods. Leif was the woman's name, and Leif Thrasir was the man's. They moved through the world, and their children and their children's children made people for the new earth. And of the gods were left Vidar and Vali, the sons of Odin, and Modi and Magni, the sons of Thor. On the new earth, Vidar and Vali found tablets that the older gods had written on and had left there for them, tablets telling of all that had happened before Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods. And the people who lived after Ragnarok, the twilight of the gods, were not troubled as the people in the older days were troubled by the terrible beings who had brought destruction upon the world and upon men and women 
and who from the beginning had waged war upon the gods. Always there had been war between the giants and the gods. Between the giants who would have destroyed the world and the race of men, and the gods who would have protected the race of men and would have made the world more beautiful. There are many stories to be told about the gods, but the first one that should be told to you is one about the building of their city. The gods had made their way up to the top of a high mountain, and there they decided to build a great city for themselves that the giants could never overthrow. The city they would call Asgard, which means the place of the gods. They would build it on a beautiful plain that was on the top of that high mountain. And they wanted to raise round their city the highest and strongest wall that had ever been built. Now, one day, when they were beginning to build their halls and their palaces, a strange being came to them. Odin, the father of the gods, went and spoke to him. What dost thou want on the mountain of the gods? He asked the stranger. I know what is in the mind of the gods, the stranger said. They would build a city here. I cannot build palaces, but I can build great walls that can never be overthrown. Let me build the wall round your city. How long will it take you to build a wall that will go round our city? said the father of the gods. A year, O Odin, said the stranger. Now Odin knew that if a great wall could be built around it, the gods would not have to spend all their time defending their city, Asgard, from the giants. And he knew that if Asgard were protected, he himself could go amongst men and teach them and help them. He thought that no payment the stranger could ask would be too much for the building of such a wall. That day, the stranger came to the council of the gods and he swore that in a year he would have the great wall built. Then Odin made oath that the gods would give him what he asked in payment if the wall was finished to the last stone in a year from that day. The stranger went away and came back on the morrow. It was the first day of summer when he started work. He brought no one to help him except a great horse.
Now, the gods thought that this horse would do no more than drag blocks of stone for the building of the wall. But the horse did more than this. He set the stones in their places and mortared them together. And day and night, and by light and dark, the horse worked. And soon, a great wall was rising round the palaces that the gods themselves were building. What reward will the stranger ask for the work he is doing for us? The gods asked one another. Odin went to the stranger. We marvel at the work you and your horse are doing for us, he said. No one can doubt that the great wall of Asgard will be built up by the first day of summer. What reward do you claim? We would have it ready for you. The stranger turned from the work he was doing, leaving the great horse to pile up the blocks of stone. O oh, father of the gods, he said. O oh, Odin, the reward I shall ask for my work is the sun and the moon and Freya, who watches over the flowers and grasses for my wife. Now, when Odin heard this, he was terribly angered. For the price the stranger asked for his work was beyond all prices. He went among the other gods, who were then building their shining palaces within the great wall. And he told them what reward the stranger had asked. The gods said, without the sun and the moon, the world will wither away. And the goddesses said, without Freya, all will be gloom in Asgard. They would have let the wall remain unbuilt rather than let the stranger have the reward he claimed for building it. But one who was in the company of the gods spoke. He was Loki, a being who only half belonged to the gods. His father was the wind giant. Let the stranger build the wall round Asgard, Loki said, and I will find a way to make him give up the hard bargain he has made with the gods. Go to him and tell him that the wall must be finished by the first day of summer, and that if it is not finished, to the last stone on that day, the price he asks will not be given to him. The gods went to the stranger and they told him that if the last stone was not laid on the wall 
on the first day of the summer. Not soul nor money, the sun and the moon, nor Freya would be given him. And now they knew the stranger was one of the giants. The giant and his great horse piled up the wall more quickly than before. At night, while the giant slept, the horse worked on and on, hauling up stones and laying them on the wall with his great forefeet. And day by day, the wall around Asgard grew higher and higher. But the gods had no joy in seeing that great wall rising higher and higher around their palaces. The giant and his horse would finish the work by the first day of summer. And then he would take the sun and the moon, Sul and Mani, and Freya away with him. But Loki was not disturbed. He kept telling the gods that he would find a way to prevent him from finishing his work. And thus he would make the giant forfeit the terrible price he had led Odin to promise him. It was three days to summertime. All the wall was finished, except the gateway. Over the gateway, a stone still had to be placed. And the giant, before he went to sleep, bade his horse haul up a great block of stone so that they might put it above the gateway in the morning. And so finish the work two full days before summer. It happened to be a beautiful moonlit night. Svadilfar, the giant's great horse, was hauling the largest stone he had ever hauled when he saw a little mare come galloping toward him. The great horse had never seen so pretty a little mare, and he looked at her with surprise. Svadilfar, slave, said the little mare to him, and went frisking past. Svadilfar put down the stone he was hauling and called to the little mare. She came back to him. Why do you call me Svadilfar, slave, said the great horse. Because you have to work night and day for your master, said the little mare. He keeps you working, 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 and never lets you enjoy yourself. You dare not leave that stone down and come and play with me. Who told you I dare not do it, said Svadilfar. I know you dare not do it, said the little mare. And she kicked up her heels and ran across the moonlit meadow. Now, 
the truth is that Svadilfar was tired of working day and night. When he saw the little mare go galloping off, he became suddenly discontented. He left the stone he was hauling on the ground. He looked round, and he saw the little mare looking back at him. He galloped off after her. He did not catch up on the little mare. She went on swiftly before him. On she went, over the moonlit meadow, turning and looking back now and again at the great Svadilfar, who came heavily after her. Down the mountainside the mare went, and Svadilfar, who now rejoiced in his liberty and in the freshness of the wind and in the smell of the flowers, still followed her. With the morning's light, they came near a cave, and the little mare went into it. They went through the cave. Then Svadilfar caught up on the little mare, and the two went wandering together, the little mare telling Svadilfar stories of the dwarfs and the elves. They came to a grove, and they stayed together in it, the little mare playing so nicely with him that the great horse forgot all about the time passing. And while they were in the grove, the giant was going up and down, searching for his great horse. He had come to the wall in the morning, expecting to put the stone over the gateway and so finish his work. But the stone that was to be lifted up was not near him. He called for Svadilfar, but his great horse did not come. He went to search for him, and he searched all down the mountainside and he searched as far across the earth as the realm of the giants. But he did not find Svadilfar. The gods saw the first day of summer come and the gateway of the wall standing unfinished. They said to each other that if it were not finished by the evening, they need not give Sul and Mani to the giant, nor the maiden Freya to be his wife. The hours of the summer day went past, and the giant did not raise the stone over the gateway. In the evening, he came before them. Your work is not finished, Odin said. You forced us to a hard bargain, and now we need not keep it with you. You shall not be given soul and money, nor the maiden Freya. If only the wall I had built was not so strong, I would tear it down, said the giant. 
he tried to throw down one of the palaces. But the gods laid hands on him and thrust him outside the wall he had built. Go and trouble Asgard no more, commanded Odin. Then Loki returned to Asgard. He told the gods how he had transformed himself into a little mare and led away Svadilfar, the giant's great horse. And the gods sat in their golden palaces behind the great wall and rejoiced that their city was now secure and that no enemy could ever enter it or overthrow it. But Odin, the father of the gods, as he sat upon his throne, was sad in his heart. Sad that the gods had got their wall built by a trick. That oaths had been broken, and that a blow had been struck in injustice in Asgard. Good night.